Hi everyone, this is Tim Martinez, MPEC Healthcare's uh, co-founder and CEO. I'm happy to share with you all that I'll be conducting a weekly interview style employee spotlight uh, so that we can all get to know each other a little bit better and hear directly from the amazing people that make up this organization. I'm excited to, to, to do these interviews and I hope uh, you enjoy them. This week we're spotlighting LCSW extraordinaire, Marcy Minchel. Let's get to know Marcy. So it's, it's been a little bit over, over two years, as I mentioned. Um, I was wondering if you could just take me through kind of the process when you first learned about MPAC and what made you decide to, you know, to do the work that you do and, and, uh, and join our team. Our CCRC setting prior to MPAC. So I was familiar with the concept of long-term care. It had always appealed to me. I stepped away for about six years to build an aging program with an, another organization. But when I started to look for, um, when I wanted to leave that organization and, and look for uh, a new challenge, I saw impact on Indeed and it appealed to me for the very reasons that we just talked about the long-term uh, care aspect of it. When I interviewed, I was comfortable right away. Um, of course, I interviewed at the time with Courtney and it really wasn't an interview. It was more of a conversation and the philosophy was there, the approach was there. All of that, that is so important when you're walking into a long-term care setting. So it was a very natural fit. It had been in the past and it just reinforced why um, I belonged in, in this type of setting. Little did I know that it was going to be, you know, the best decision I've ever made. I mean, as far as making that transition, it made it so much easier, you know, to walk away from something I had been doing for, for you know, a while. Um, but it really reinforced, you know, why I was coming here. So it was all good, very good. Excellent. Well, great to hear that, and obviously, very happy you made that decision and have been a part of the team. So. Um, you know, no doubt you've had, um, and especially over the last, you know, 12 to 18 months, a number of meaningful interactions with, with your clients. I was wondering if you could just take us through, you know, maybe an example of, of something that, you know, jumps out to you in terms of really making a difference with, with either a client or a client and their family or, um, you know, something that was meaningful to you and or them or both. They're all meaningful, regardless of when when they transition into into long term care, but especially over the last eighteen months, when individuals have come into this setting without the benefit of being able to really meet their neighbors, really get to know the staff in a more comfortable way, it's really hard. Not only that, but their families haven't been able to come in and help them, you know, move in, get comfortable. So you're really that link between them and, and who's next door, you know, who's, who's going to be sitting with them at the dining room table. They've come in at the most inopportune time. And not only are they questioning why they're there, because many of them are, they don't want it. You know, this transition is hard to begin with, sure. but now it's even harder because they, they just can't socialize. And so, um, so the impact is to, to build that relationship just right up front and do your best very best to do that and assure them that, you know, 
you're you're going to meet those needs for them however you can therapeutically but that those changes are going to be coming and they're going to help you know long term with the integration into the greater environment which they just they're just not seeing the big picture sometimes so just helping them hold out hope and connecting them with their family as best you can which is hard absolutely i mean you brought up an important point about sometimes they're wondering why they are there and certainly it's not not oftentimes a decision that they've made for themselves in terms of transitioning into, you know, long-term care setting. And so it's got to be really, really impactful. And then of course you throw COVID into the mix and um, they immediately get separated. They get separated from their families who are unable to visit with them. Um, So incredibly, incredibly challenging. What are some of the, maybe the the therapeutic approaches or, or how do you approach that situation with, with the client um, in light of all those challenges? Well, consistency is key. Absolute consistency. If you say you're going to be there, be there. Um, if you're, if you're helping them connect with their families, make sure that you help them connect with their family. I've, I've pulled deep from the toolbox. Um, we write letters um, so that they can let their family know what they're doing um, you know, we do anything we can to help them feel as connected as possible. But because they can't, they can't experience the environment like they normally would, I'll help them to understand that once we kind of come out of um, the quarantine, that what, what they can experience is, um, is an experience um, with entertainment, with, uh, with the finer dining than, it, you know, a styrofoam box in the room. So I let them know that there are things to look forward to. Um, so it's, it's kind of like when you have braces on in high school, you have something <laughs> to look forward to. You're going to get them off sooner or later, right? <laughs> you know, it's that anticipation. So um, there is something at the, at the end of the tunnel. They haven't experienced that, like some of the residents who've lived here long term. They know what, what they're missing. They know that that holdout is, is, is to go back to those having church on site. The people that have come in during that hard time don't know what that is. So we keep... I try to keep them connected to what they know, and that's their family, their friends. Um, We also work on the anxiety, the depression, and so we help pull them through with those things that are are, are really causing um, some of those those internal issues, and that is what's driving those behaviors. So um, we work on that so that when they do pull through all of this, they're not troubled with you know, those things, um, or as much, they know how those, those coping skills, and then we develop what those are. So, um, we try to find out what is of interest to them with what they can do in their environment. So those are just kind of scratching at the surface, but you got to meet them where they are and you really have to get them to know them. But like I said, consistency is key, especially with the people who are coming in during this time. Um, they, they really need to know who you are, um, and, and what you can do to help them help themselves through this time too. So I, I love the fact that you use the word consistency um, for multiple reasons, but obviously from a, from a you know, therapeutic perspective, that makes a ton of sense to me. Um, part of the reason why, um, why we started MPAC and why we do what we do, um, this, this is a really challenging space. Turnover is a problem within the ranks of the staff of each of the communities that we work with. And so oftentimes the consistent kind of, you know, individuals 
in the rooms or, or in, in the community interacting with them are the MPAC nurse practitioners or clinical social workers. And that's why we spend so much time focusing on how do we make sure that we're attracting the right providers and individuals that <clears throat> know that the space is challenging. However, um, with that knowledge, they, they, mm -hmm. they see the value of providing care and are willing to be a consistent member um, for these individuals that we care for. So with, with all that said, um, as I mentioned, we, we focus on, all right, we, we have to really identify the Marcy Mitchells out there, convince them mm -hmm. that this is a good place <laughs> yeah. to, to come and, and to practice. Um, but more or as importantly is um, keeping the Marcy Mitchells and, and others here to keep that consistency uh, for the residents and clients and patients that, that we care for. So with all that, what keeps you here and keeps you a consistent member of the team, both for MPAC and for your clients? Um, well, that's a really great question. Um, and I, th I think for, for me, um, is, is the value of long-term care. Um, you, I, I've, I've worked in different environments before. Um, and I'm a seasoned, I'm a, I'm a seasoned clinician and I have found my clinical voice. So, um, I, I understand, I understand practicing in this environment. So, um, you know, when, when you, so it's really important to me to be able to come in and provide services to people who, um, who might be struggling with that. And so, you know, to answer your question, maybe more specifically, is when you're when you're looking at people, um, you know, did they understand and, and appreciate the value of working in a flexible environment? You're working with people who are here all the time, right? So you're not you're not in a lockdown work environment. Um, we're able to set our hours, and there's a lot of flexibility with that. Um, we have all of the resources beyond to do our job. I've never been in a work environment where I have had more resources to do my job. You know, with you know, with, with the MacBook, all of this, it makes me feel more professional. Um, and that's really important. Um, understanding how to do the billing, having you know the resources to do the billing online. Those are, those are incredibly valuable tools. The, the trainings on how to do that, and that this might kind of sound superficial, but when you're, when you're by yourself on site, you need to know that you can turn to somebody and you're gonna get feedback quickly. Because if you don't get that, then, then you are truly by yourself. Yep. So you need to understand how to practice. You need to know how to manage yourself in certain situations and you need to trust yourself, but you need to know that at any minute, that you need to step outside of yourself. You've got someone that's going to support you. And that's very important because we make, we make some decisions sometimes that um, we make, but we need to know, dang, someone got to have my back, you know, um, and that's important, right? <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I was, I was just going to say, you know, the old adage goes, um, you hire professionals and treat them like professionals. And, you know, that's, that's kind of the way we go about things is we provide the support, but really let the clinicians do what, what they're trained and highly capable of, of doing. And we're here for support um, when needed, but really kind of stay out of the way and treat everybody like a professional and, 
and uh, everybody knows how to get their job done. And so um, that, uh, that I think bodes well, and, and that's how we all want to be treated. So um, I'm, I'm glad you highlighted that as, as part of the reason for staying. And as I mentioned, the only reason or the only way for us to continue to do what we do is to continue to, um, um, I want to, I guess I'll say convince, or cajole, entice people into coming on board in the first place, but then, you know, keeping them here and keeping them happy and making them feel like they're part of a, a, a bigger uh, a bigger movement and feel like they're adding value and, and get satisfaction out of the work that they do. Um, so, um, so yeah, re really, really happy that, um, that you came on board and, and have chosen to stay and, and do the work that you do on behalf of, of MPAC. So really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Me too. 